Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot, and the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. What I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in Friday edition of the program. I'm so glad to be back with you. It's been great the last couple days to have all the Kentucky High School Sweet 16 coverage. J-Town lost on Wednesday. Mail won in an absolute runaway on Thursday. But the game times were at 11 a.m., which knocked us off the air here in the very important month of March. And so glad to be back with you on Friday. It's game day for the Hoosiers tonight. I hope everybody got to sleep in a little bit this morning because... The game does not tip off, if it's on time, until 9.55 p.m. tonight. So it's going to be a late one, and I know a lot of stressed Hoosier fans out there as they really see an opportunity for this team to get to the Sweet 16, and they also, I think, see an opportunity that maybe it doesn't work out. Kent State is good. Uh, Kent State will be a challenge. Miami especially is worrisome to me. But on the flip side, the opportunity – it's definitely there for Indiana and Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Hood Shafino to get this thing done and make a little noise in the NCAA tournament. So a lot of stuff ahead today, and it's going to be a lot of fun uh, to follow tonight, this weekend. I did not get to watch a ton of the tournament yesterday because of work and because of just a busy schedule, but I've got some really good news about my bracket, and I've got some really bad news about my bracket. I'll tell you about that coming up. In just a few moments, Justin Kalen is going to join me, the producer of this great show, and many others here on the Big X. We're going to talk a little NCAA tournament here in the first segment. Also, uh, later today, let's get into the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Also later today, we've got Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. He'll be with me as we talk the very latest of IU basketball here on this game day. We get his thoughts on Kent State and the matchups tonight and just the NCAA tournament in general. And we're also going to talk about the Big Ten's performance in the tournament yesterday. It was okay, but it wasn't great, and so we'll cover that as well. Later in the show, Fridays, Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star is always with me. We've got big high school basketball semi-states coming up this weekend. Rock Creek is the only local entry left, and so I look forward to being down at the Hatchet House On Saturday, maybe for two games, if the Lions can find a way to that semi-state championship game coming up on Friday, on Saturday night. So we'll be in Washington maybe all day tomorrow. And uh, just a good weekend. There's some great matchups across the state. And I like the feel headed into the weekend of two semi-state rounds. A semifinal game in the morning, 
a championship game at night. It's a little bit different from what we're used to. Last week was really weird for me. I'm used to regional weekend just trucking all over the place to cover games for the Big X, and it was different. It was one game. You know, you, you go one place, and that's it, regardless who wins and who loses. But semi-state will have a little different feel. The only difference is we only have one team left. So if Rock Creek wins, we'll stay in Washington. If Rock Creek doesn't win, that'll do it for us as far as high school basketball goes this season. But, boy, a busy time. Lots of stuff from college to high school going on and some great matchups across the state on the prep level as well coming up this weekend. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Dugan Ryan, the coordinator of all things here on the Big X, uh, has got a busy play-by-play calendar. And so I need to remind you that Mail and my good friend Tim Hayworth, who blew out their first-round opponent yesterday, they'll play later tonight on 94.7. So if you love your high school basketball, Mail on 94.7 tonight. And, of course, the way things work out in the NCAA schedule, Purdue and Indiana, both on the Big X today. So wall-to-wall, play-by-play and local coverage as always. Also, the Thornton's text line is open. Today's a great day to maybe relieve some of your stresses, get your concerns and thoughts off your mind about the Hoosiers tonight. Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an ice-cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce Fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. And the number you can text 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Okay, Justin Kalen, I've got good bracket news for Matt D, and I've got bad bracket news for Matt D. Which would you like first? Uh, Let's start with the bad. Okay, the bad is I picked Arizona to win the national championship. (laughs) And they are out. I really liked them when they played Indiana uh, in December. I I didn't think they were great. I thought they just had a lot of talent. They had the interior guys. So they play late at night, which is conducive to my schedule, maybe to get to watch a, a little bit of ball before bedtime. And so I've just seemed to catch them a number of times this season. And some of my friends were talking them up last week, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go with Arizona to win the tournament. So that's the bad news. My bracket in many ways is busted after <clears throat> picking Arizona to make a run here this month. Uh, the good news, uh, uh, Justin, I will tell you, I picked Furman to upset Virginia. Nice. So, so that seems like really bad news and really good news, not just yeah. good and bad. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. It, and the thing is um, – I, I think I have to go back and look. I think maybe I've, I've got Furman going another game further is maybe my upset special of the tournament, but we'll see. So that's my bracket situation. Probably, you know, have messed up already, but that's how things go. Uh, game day for the Hoosiers and the Boilermakers, and it's a really interesting day across the board. But i got to tell you, before we talk about the Big Ten or IU or Purdue, another game I'm really interested in today is Rick Pitino in the Iona Gales. They take on Connecticut. I don't know much about Connecticut, but uh, I love Rick Pitino, the coach. That's where it stops for me. I love the coach. I think he's one of the best uh, that I have seen in my lifetime in college basketball. And I think it's clear he's going to coach somewhere at the high major level 
next season. And it's going to be really interesting to follow as the tournament does end, as his team at some point is probably eliminated to see where he goes. But uh, I'm excited about today. Today's a great day of basketball. And for me, it all starts with Iona coming up here a little bit later this afternoon. Yeah, UConn's a pretty good team. That's going to be a really tough game for Iona. But as you mentioned, they have Rick Pitino as their leader. So if there's anybody who could get it done, it would be Rick Pitino and Iona. I I think it'll be ultimately a really, really good game. But one, I think Iona will fall in, unfortunately. Yeah, we'll see. I'm holding out hope for Ricky P because Providence and Georgetown and St. John's and what, Texas Tech, right? He's been mentioned at all those, some more than others, but going to be interesting to see what happens as the tournament moves on. So we'll see. Okay, Purdue today, no challenges for the Bullimakers today. Do you agree with that? Although uh, the team kind of mouthy, right, after their first four win the other night? Yeah, I I think – I do think Fairleigh Dickinson is the best 16 seed out of the four 16 seeds in this tournament. But there's do I do I have that right though? And I, and I didn't get to see it, but wasn't their opponent a little mouthy after winning their first four game? Or if I got that, is that another team? Uh, yeah, I don't recall that. I I, okay. I know they won pretty easily the other night. But there's here's the deal with them is they don't have anybody to stop Zach Eady. And there's a, there's going to be a lot of teams in this tournament that say, that can say that, but fairly Dickinson more so than any other team. They have no size to just sh- even slow down Zach Eady. So I don't think Purdue will have an issue today. All right, Indiana, 9.55 tonight. Where will you be? What will your status be at that hour? Uh, probably in bed, Matt. No. <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on a normal day, absolutely I'm in bed at 9.55. But, no, I've got to stay up. I've got to find a way to be able to stay up for that game tonight, whether that's a nap after the show here today or what. But, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a late one. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's kind of crazy that it's – 10 hours away still or over 10 hours away still that's just madness to think about well we've got a lot of basketball in between to fill our time so I was talking with Alex Bozich a little earlier this morning and he's not actually at the game tonight he'll be working from home he'll have somebody else there but he said you know I don't know people if they realize how hard it is for the media and this is not you or I we're you know we're not on the air tonight during or after the game but he said I'll be up till 3 a.m. by the time you edit video and get different stories edited and posted and shared online. You know, he said these late games are really a nightmare as far as trying to live a normal life and keep a normal schedule. So for all the guys on our show like Dylan and Alex and the people you hear from on a regular basis, we think it's tough as fans after a long work week to make it to 9.55 to watch a game, uh, probably in the comfort of your own home and your lazy boy, whatever. Man, those people working, it's especially hard. Yeah, I couldn't imagine having to do their job. I've the the first thing that I'm going to want to do in the be- when the game ends is that's go to bed. I-, I would hate to have to stay up and have to write stories and edit videos, do all that. Yeah, hats off to them, providing great yeah. content for us. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, one other thing, Big Ten's performance in day one of the NCAA tournament. Take us through that here in this first segment. Yeah, there were some really good performances. There were some not good performances. We'll start with Illinois and Auburn. Illinois took the loss to Auburn, but that's because Auburn had a decided home advantage. They were only, I think, like 110 miles away from campus. So it was a really close game. Auburn ended up pulling away late in that one. But it was, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that one. The game I was looking forward to the most yesterday was that Maryland-West Virginia game, which turned out to be a great game. They kept going back and forth before ultimately Maryland ended up winning it. 
And then you had the Duke or the Auburn and Iowa game was also. Oh, I just talked about that one. So yeah, Auburn won that one. And then we got Penn State Texas A and M was probably the big upset for me yesterday. I was I was all over Texas A and M in that one. I did not think Penn State would be able to compete, but they ended up winning it pretty handily last night. You've also got Arkansas, Illinois. I did not expect Illinois to compete. They did not. Arkansas won that one pretty handily. And the Northwestern took care of business last night against Boise State, 75-67. So all in all, I thought it was a pretty good day for the Big Ten. Three and two. You've still got three teams alive with three more to play today. So good showing in the first round for the Big Ten, I thought. Yeah, today will tell the tale of the Big Ten start in the NCAA tournament, I think, for sure. Uh, obviously, Indiana, you hope, wins. Purdue expected to win in a big way. Uh, that will tell a lot about the success of this conference here early on. You mentioned Penn State. Final thought here in the opening segment. We talked a lot about Coach Patino and new opportunities that maybe could come to him. But how about Coach Shrewsbury? And it's so neat to see a local reaction, very positive for him because he spent a lot of his youthful years in Jeffersonville, his father, his family there. And uh, so he's got a great connection here to Southern Indiana and what a career he's had as an assistant coach. So many different places, including the Boston Celtics of the NBA. He's just a down to earth, kind guy. He's been on this show before, uh, just out of his, I think, respect for our area and basketball here. But wow, is there a hotter name in coaching right now than Micah Shrewsbury? He's going to have some real opportunities, I think, after Penn State's run is done, and I do think it's going to be really interesting to see what he chooses to do, or does he choose to stay with the hot Nittany Lions and see if he can continue that momentum? Yeah, I, th- I think ultimately he seems like a, a loyalty guy, so I would think he would stay at Penn State, especially with the run they had this year. Now, look, they didn't have the greatest regular season or stretch during the Big Ten, but to come into the NCAA tournament first round for a team that's never really in the NCAA tournament and to win by 17 points like they did is just a really impressive job for Penn State. And he's got Jalen Pickett, of course. Everybody knows that name. Really good guard for them. Had 19 points. But Andrew Funk had 27 in that game. So if you can get keep getting production from him like that night in and night out, this Penn State run could go for a while. I agree. I agree with you. Justin Kalen, producer, all things here at the Big X. Justin, thanks for hopping on with me here in the opening segment to talk about my favorite two days of the basketball season, for sure. Of so. course. Yeah, it's it's going to be sad. After today is when it all starts like slowing down. You expect games every hour on the hour, and you just don't get that starting tomorrow. So really embrace today and try to enjoy some basketball and have some fun. Absolutely. Texter on the Thornton's text line has a funny today, Shrewsbury to the University of Louisville. Well, yeah, I could see that, but I'll tell you what, Kenny Payne has had some big-time gets in the last week or so as far as recruiting, and the portal goes. Sky Clark, uh, who was at Kentucky and then at Illinois, headed to Louisville next season, so that's a big get for Coach Payne. So, I'm still a believer in Coach Payne. I think he's got a chance to do some good things at Louisville. He just had a terrible situation to start. But I agree, Shrewsbury at Louisville would be a great fit, and I'm sure that they uh, they would think about that as well. But we'll see what happens with Coach Payne. We'll head to a commercial break, and when we come back, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, will be with us. IU Basketball will tell you all about the Hoosiers and Kent State tonight. Pre-game coverage, I think, is set for about 8.55 p.m., here on the Big X this evening with Don Fisher and the IU Network crew. So tune in for that. 
And, of course, the Hoosiers and Kent State to tip off is 9.55 p.m. tonight. And that's if everything is on time all day here with the NCAA tournament. We'll head to a break. Dylan Wallace is next. Kyle Neddenrip is ahead. Semi-state basketball is Saturday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I- Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. and for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Friday edition of the program. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open. That number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you've got a question or comment for Dylan or on the Hoosiers and their battle with Kent State coming up tonight. Dylan, uh, how do you feel about the game? What's your prediction for tonight? Um, You know, I think as a lot of fans are, maybe a little bit, maybe cautiously optimistic. Um, you know, I know there's been a lot of buzz about Kent State and just, you know, just kind of the solid team that they are. And, and um, you know, I think we saw a lot of pretty close games yesterday for the most part. Um, but I, I do feel pretty good about Indiana today um, just because I think they're just a lot more talented. I think this group, you know, despite over the last couple of weeks here, you know, you could question some of the, the focus, some of the kind of intensity in certain games here or there. But, now, this is the NCAA tournament. You know, you, you can't get more fired up, more focused for this when your season's on the line. You know, it's one and done. you, you got to win to move on. So, you know, I feel like with the leadership of Trace, I feel like this group is, is pretty determined here. So I don't think they'll they'll be, you know, lazy or unfocused coming out of the gate. So so, so from that aspect, I feel pretty good about them coming out in this game. And, um, you know, I, I think I think they probably will win. So, so I'm, uh, I, I'm cautiously optimistic because I know Kent State is a solid team. They, they could play kind of upset here but um i do feel good about any of his chances and um you know I'm, I'm excited to see what happens there's been a lot of a lot of kind of uh, fun back and forth games between these four and 13 games you know tennessee beat louisiana by three last night um and you know, there's been a couple other upsets as well so uh, you know anything, anything can happen but i do like any of his shots uh, i think just trey jackson davis Jalen jaffino the combination of those guys are probably gonna be too much to overcome for kent state or at least i hope it is because uh, i'd like to see this team playing on sunday you know, Dylan, we all love March Madness, and there's nothing better than watching Arizona and Princeton and an upset <laughs> brewing or watching Furman knock off Virginia, uh, and you have no interest in the game. You're not covering the game. You're not a fan of either team. Uh, maybe you pick somebody to go in the bracket so you kind of develop a little bit of fandom there temporarily, but it's also a sobering reminder on a Thursday like that when your team plays Friday night that, hey, this can happen to Indiana, and it happened yesterday to Virginia, which was just a crazy finish. And then obviously Princeton played really, really well throughout the game to clip Arizona at the very end. So I would say a lot of Indiana fans, if they were already a little tense and nervous and excited about tonight, got even more tense and on edge after a couple of those upsets yesterday. No doubt, and especially because you'll see about you know six more potential upsets today before Indiana even takes the floor. You know they're 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 the second to last game, basically right at the last one that's going to be starting tonight. So you're going to see 
maybe a couple of more. Maybe maybe Drake is frisky with Miami. Maybe there's a couple other ones that, that take place today that will make people feel even more on edge. But if anything, it's maybe a, a reminder for Indiana, you know, who uh, they're obviously paying attention to these games. You know, hey, you know, you, you see all this stuff that's happening on Thursday, the early part of the day of Friday, like, that should help them take it a little bit more seriously. You know, not, not that they wouldn't be anyways, because like I said, I do feel like this team should be pretty motivated to, to come out w- with some energy tonight. But, yeah, it's just no doubt, and it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. You know, even Northern Kentucky last night was really giving Houston some issues. Um, they, they were in that game for a really long time. They kind of hung with it basically till the end, uh, just kind of ran out of gas. But, you know, there's been a lot of really close upsets, and um, you know, it's been a lot of fun. And, and you know, even, no matter, you know, even if, you know, like I pick Arizona to beat Princeton, you know, because who else probably wouldn't except for a couple people, you know. It's still fun to cheer on Princeton and, and hope they can pull off the upset. And it's just been it's just been a lot of fun these, these first few games. It just kind of reminds you, you know, every team in this tournament, no matter if they're from a Power 5 conference, no matter if they're where they come from, you know, they, they, they're capable of doing something. And everyone's coming out to play. There's 64 teams remaining, a little less now. But everyone that got in, you know, is trying to do the same thing here. So, um, you know, everyone's on an even playing field, so to say, and you got to come out ready to go. And I- I'm excited. I think it was a really fun slate of games yesterday. I'm sure there'll be a lot more fun ones today, starting pretty soon here with Michigan State, another Big Ten team. Um, you know, the Big Ten did okay yesterday. I think there were a couple of bad games, but overall, I, I think they-, they they got a good amount of teams into to the round of 32. So hopefully they can keep that up with Michigan State, Purdue, and Indiana today. I think those are the only three ones left to play. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the uh, Seymour Tribune with us talking IU basketball today. I saw Indiana a, and I let me pull it back up here, I think a four and a half point favorite yep. in the contest tonight, which tells you what Vegas thinks. And then the Ken Palm prediction is Indiana 73, Kent State 69. So there's a lot of people that think this is going to be a tight one tonight and that Indiana's not going to roll anybody. Yeah, yeah, the odds are really close for this game and um, you know, I think I think it's very similar for St. Mary's VCU. That's also I think that's another four thirteen matchup, and that's also a four point game. So um, yeah, it, no, that's a five twelve, but it's a four point difference. So there's been a lot of really close spreads the last couple of days. Um, you know, even you know e- even some of the games yesterday uh, between some of those teams, you know, they were all pretty close within a point or two of each other. So you know, I think it's, it's not unfamiliar for Indiana. You know, it's not it's not so crazy that you know the 13 seed is is not too far away from the Hoosiers because. We've seen it with a couple of other teams in this kind of seed range as well. So, you know, these 12-13 seeds um, are always very capable, you know, to do something. And obviously the, the 5-12 is, you know, the, the popular kind of upset pick. Um, but, you know, those 4-13s are also pretty tricky. And like I said yesterday, Tennessee against Louisiana Lafayette, you know, they, they, they got kind of a, a decent lead, but, you know, they, they almost they almost choked it away at the end there, uh, and they only won by three. So, you know, they're, they're always frisky. And you know, I do think, you know, I think going through all the 13 seeds that there were, you know, Kent State was the the most kind of underdog Indiana. Like, the other ones were all, like, two-point favorites. There's, like, this system that I heard someone talk about that kind of tracks, you know, where they would have matched up on the spread line. And Kent State was, was one of the more on the higher end at four. So that just kind of tells you all the teams that got into the 13 range were, were all pretty good, all pretty frisky. And, um, you know, I think I think everyone is kind of expecting a, a, a tough game with between IU and Kent State. You know, everyone that's been talking about Kent State this week just kind of talked about how they're how they're pretty fearless. You know that they're not scared. They're going to let Indiana know they aren't scared. You got really a couple of talented guards. Um, you know, watch. Obviously, it's kind of troubled in the end of the season. You know, guys that can really create off the bounce can really kind of break down the defense, kick it out the shooters. Um, you know that that can that can cause Indiana some issues. But I, I do think you know 
you just got to play to your size advantage with Trace Jackson Davis, Trace Thompson, you know, hammer those guys down low and, and hope that other guys are able to step up and, and make some open looks when they're presented them. Um, they should be all right. But, yeah, it should, be a t- it should be a tight game. I would be shocked if any of the wins is running away, but I do think they'll be able to win, and, you know, hopefully it's not too uncomfortable down the stretch because, uh, you know, you never want to be put in that situation where things are stressed. You're missing free throws. You know, those are always huge in March. So, um, you know, I'm excited, but I do expect it to be pretty close, but hopefully they can pull it out. Absolutely. Talking with Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. He's with us every Friday on IU Basketball. Uh, Dylan, a couple things I wanted to hit with you. The Big Ten, you talked about the start for the conference yesterday and obviously what's ahead with three more games today. Big Ten has had a bad rap the last few marches as far as NCAA tournament goes. Uh, Can that change this year and could maybe Penn State be a surprise team to help change the uh, recent rep of the Big Ten in March. Yeah, they looked great last night against Texas A&M. Um, they were just firing on all cylinders, and it's really the way they've been playing the last month, basically, that we saw them in the Big Ten. Um, you know, they've been playing really well, and, you know, they're they're going up against a Texas team, you know, a two-seed that, um, you know, it can, can be suspect to some kind of, you know, off games for Texas. So that's going to be a really interesting matchup tomorrow. Um, between those two teams. And, you know, Penn State, you know, I definitely think they're capable of getting into the Sweet 16, getting into that second weekend. And, you know, obviously Purdue, you know, will be a popular pick to, to potentially get to the Sweet 16, you know, although they could potentially run into a tough matchup, you know, with Memphis or FAU in, in the second round. Um, you know, Michigan State, you know, Izzo, I think, you know, he's kind of always the guy that people point to in the Big Ten. Or, you know, if anyone's going to do something, you, you, count, you count on Tom Izzo to make it happen. Um, but, yeah, I, I do like it. You know, I think Northwestern's going to have a really tough game against UCLA. Um, that might be a little bit of a struggle for them. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Oh, yeah, Maryland against Alabama. Yeah, that's another tough one. Um, but but you never know. You know, Brandon Miller seems pretty banged up. You know, he didn't score any points yesterday, which is kind of wild, and, and it, Alabama won it running away and put up, like, 90 points. Um, but, you know, if he's banged up against kind of a little bit more of a better team and more athletic team like Maryland, I guess you never know what could happen there. So, yeah, a couple of tough matchups for the Big Ten in, in round two so far that we've seen the teams advance. But, you know, I do think this year could potentially be, you know, a year for them to, to get some teams into that later weekend. Um, but, you know, we'll see. They have gotten a bad rap because it's just been a struggle. And I think a lot of it just goes down to, you know, the style of play uh, in the Big Ten is just a little bit more slowed down, more bogged down. And when you get into the tournament, you know, a lot of these teams are used to playing – Kind of a more up tempo pace. They got more athletic guys. So the the officiating's a little bit differently here and there. So you know that's going to be really interesting to see. But I think Penn State, just because how unique their style is, you, know, you basically have a point guard just backing dudes down and drawing attention, double teams like he's Trace Jackson Davis and kicking out the shooters who can really knock it down. I mean, Andrew Funk hit like I don't know eight threes last night. It seemed like he he was on fire. So you know if, they, if Penn State continues to play like that and shoot like that. Uh, they're definitely going to be, you know, a team on on high watch here to potentially make a run. So, you know, that that's definitely one to keep an eye on. But yeah, I, I do also think the three teams today, Purdue, Michigan State, Indiana, you know, if, if they're playing well, I wouldn't be surprised to see all three of these teams in the Sweet 16, you know, next week as well. It's possible for sure. Hey, let's go to the Thornton's text line for a moment. First time texter to the show says, "I have Penn State and Alabama." In the final game, I'm a Jeffersonville boy and did not know Shrewsbury is from this area even better. So I'll ask you, Mr. Wallace, wow. did you know Micah spent some time here in southern Indiana? I didn't know he was from southern Indiana. I knew he was from Indiana, and I knew he was on Matt Painter's staff, obviously, before he went over to Penn State. So I knew he definitely had Indiana connections, but I didn't know exactly where the state he was from. 
Um, so that's pretty cool and, and kind of a weird coincidence that uh, that Texter had him going all the way to the finals. You would think that the <laughs> Shrewsbury relation would, would kind of help influence that, but I guess he just really likes how they're playing. Um, that's, that's quite the pick uh, to have Penn State. I'm curious who they have winning that game. You know, maybe If you got Penn State going all the way, you may as well pick him to beat Alabama, too, while you're at it. So, um, yeah, that, that'd be... That'd be quite the run, and you know, honestly, if that happens, I I don't know if we'll see Shrewsbury in the Big Ten next year. To be honest with you, yeah, I agree. And Butch Coleman, who's a great friend and a listener of this program from the furniture store now, and Jeff as well, but also New Albany, he can he can send me the details. I think Micah Shrewsbury lived in Jeff with his parents, and then went to Indianapolis when his father changed jobs and then went to Cathedral High School. So he played oh, in wow. the old JYBL Youth League and was a Red Devil growing up, but never actually made it to the Jeff High School basketball program. So just kind of an interesting side fact on Micah Shrewsbury. And if, if Mr. Coleman is listening today, we'll, we'll be able to share more with you when he sends that to me. Uh, Dylan, one other thing I want to mention, another text from the text line, and this is spot on. Texter says, I hope the IU men can break a 21-year-old tradition of underachieving when it counts most the month of March. And he's he's right, and he said they certainly underachieved last week. And it's, you know, you want to be hopeful. I know Indiana fans think this is a team that can break through and make a run, but uh, those past March performances or lack thereof, they stick with you on days like today as far as thinking ahead. They really do, um, and I think even when they beat Maryland last week in the Big Ten tournament, um, and it was easily lined up for an Indiana-Purdue final, you know, where Indiana's had a lot of success against Purdue this season, everyone in the back of their minds are like, okay, but are they going to be able to beat Penn State? You know, are they going to be able to kind of just do it? There's a, there's a little bit of a trust issue that everybody has kind of with this team, and, you know, we've seen it all season long. You know, they, they start out 1-4 and four in the Big Ten, and they go on this awesome win streak, and they get kind of back on track, and then... You know, they win at Mackey Arena, and then they follow that up with a really bad loss, home loss to Iowa, and then they barely, you know, struggle to beat Michigan in overtime at home. And you're always kind of like, man, you know, why why can't we fully trust this team? Just because of some nights you just don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, obviously that that's kind of the scary thing going into tonight. You know, you, you don't know. You think you know and you hope, hey, it's the NCAA tournament. You know, how could you not be fired up, focused, locked in, ready to go? But, um, you know, just, there's just a lot of things that, you know, kind of happen within a game. So even sometimes they come out on fire you know, and then after that under-16 timeout, you know, they come back out, and it's just kind of like, where'd, where'd the juice go? So even within games, you don't know what's going to happen in between, like, segments. So, you know, that, that's a little bit frustrating. And, um, you know, I am curious, you know, that they said, you know, we'll, you know we'll, like, is this going to, you know, how are they going to, like, will they underperform? Or, you know, I'm curious what fans think, like, what would be kind of an underperformance in this tournament? Would it be, obviously, if they lose tonight, I imagine most fans would think that, and I think that's fair, but... You know, if you win this game and you lose to, I don't know, Miami, is that underperforming or is it like, does it have to get to Sweet 16? I don't know how fans are going to kind of characterize this season. So I'm curious to see how that kind of plays out. And, um, you know, obviously you, ho- you hope you don't have to make that distinction in the next two days here. You hope they're able to put together two victories and, and keep going. But, um, you know, I'm really curious because, you know, especially if you look at how Houston looked last night, um, you know, I, they, they could have underestimated their opponent. You know, Sass is not 100% healthy. I get all that, but... You know, they looked maybe a little susceptible last night. So, you know, you think if you're Indiana, you know, if you get to the Sweet 16 and that's your opponent you come across, uh, you never know what could happen. You know, if they're a little bit more weaker than they have been showing this season or at least some people thought they were, you know, at that point, anything could happen. So, you know, this team's definitely set up to do some some good things. And, you know, I, I did see that Miami center, you know, who was who was hurt 
uh, is playing today against Drake. So I don't think I know that was a big injury question coming into this this kind of thing for them, and it's big news if you're Indiana and you're, you're going to play them, you know, on Sunday if, if both teams were to win today. So you know that's that's another curious thing. So I don't know. I, I'm excited. I think this team definitely has a chance to get to the Sweet 16, um, and I think if they do that. Uh, I think fans will be pretty pleased with, with kind of the success in the postseason. Um, but you know, obviously no one's going to want to lose. You know, no one wants to see their team get bounced out in March. But uh, hopefully it doesn't happen tonight. That, that would be, that'd be tough to happen. But, uh, but like I said, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I got a weird feeling, but I, I do feel like, you know, I trust them enough to be able to pull this one out, and I, I hope I'm right. All right, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Dylan, thank you. We'll talk next Friday. Sounds good. Thanks. All right, couple notes to get to before we go to commercial break. Someone just sent me this. 50 years ago today, March 17th, 1973, the New Albany Bulldogs were IHSA state champions in boys basketball for the first time. Looking back at that team, obviously well before my time, but what a special team and special guys who would know that some years later, many years later, a guy named Romeo Langford would come along in class basketball and help New Albany to a 4A state championship in 2016. But I hear stories of that 73 team. I've heard a lot over the years. Just amazing uh, where they were at headed into the postseason with not a good record at all and what they were able to do and come together uh, in that uh, tournament to win. Amazing. In fact, I was in the locker room uh, for Jim Shannon's final home game with some of the other former assistants and so many of his former players, not just from New Albany, but from other schools he's been at. And he referenced that 73 team to his team heading into that last regu- regular season game. But, hey, if, you know, we can get hot. We can, we can do this. We can turn the corner and reference their record and kind of the path they had to go through. Obviously, it didn't work out for the Bulldogs the next week in Seymour after a couple of victories, but just a special team that uh, will always be memorialized in basketball craze city of New Albany. That is absolutely for sure. And transfer portal news from a local perspective, the transfer portal is popping. I mean, there are players entering, it seems, every five minutes if you follow on Twitter. But Silver Creek product Cooper Jacoby, has entered the transfer portal. Uh, a forward from Toledo. Uh, be interesting to see where he goes. I have not talked with Cooper, his family, or Coach Hoffman, or anyone connected to it. But you do wonder, would Bellerman be an option for him? Is Scotty Davenport and the Knights, are they interested? Would Cooper want to come a bit closer to home? Just seems like a player without knowing any of the details where that would make a lot of sense. And so I'm curious to hear uh, and see what is next for Cooper. But he's a great talent, a better person. He's got a bright future ahead of Division One basketball, no matter where he plays. And then final thing I want to hit real quick, because we're up against a uh, commercial break, Brad Kruer, Mr. Providence. He sent me a text and said, Micah Shrewsbury played Jeff Little League with me, and then he moved with his dad, who was a state representative. Not sure he ever started at Jeff High School or not. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, I think he was in Indianapolis at Cathedral for his freshman year. So, but yeah, definitely a cool connection. And Coach Shrews is a great guy. No question about that. I wish him and Penn State all the luck this month in the NCAA tournament. We'll head to a commercial break. We've got a quick conversation coming up with Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star next. We'll hit semi-states. Does Kyle think Rock Creek, could we have somebody get through the weekend and another Clark Floyd team play for a state championship this season that maybe we didn't expect? I'll talk with Kyle about that. 
and get his opinions on some of the other area uh, semi-states as well. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dillon. Back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. We are back on this big Friday of NCAA basketball. Boy, a great day of hoops coming up a little bit later here in the afternoon. In fact, just moments after we go off the air, NCAA tournament action gets underway. Uh, The Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. I know we've had a lot of talk today about Micah Shrewsbury, so I'm going to bring that up with Kyle Neddenrip in just a moment. But Texter says uh, back in the early 60s, there was a pitcher in Jeff Little League named Shrewsbury, and he was good. Any relation, I would say it would have to be. Could have been Micah's father, uh, perhaps. But uh, again, as another texter said and confirmed what I thought, uh, he did not attend Jeff High School. Micah didn't. He was at Cathedral uh, by the start of his freshman year. I think he moved because of a change in his father's employment. So, But again, a lot of local love for Coach Shrewsbury uh, for his days as a young Red Devil in the Jeff community. Kyle Neddenrip, the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, I didn't know we were going to talk so much about Coach Shrews today, but he is a really hot name right now, and Penn State's playing great. Yeah, uh, Mike is one of the one of the really good guys in, in basketball. I got to know him over the years, first at uh, Butler and Purdue, and uh, you know his son, a really good player too. I remember seeing him when he was, gosh, I don't even know how old, maybe seventh grade or sixth grade even and uh you know saw micah uh, i don't even know how why i was there but micah was there and talked to him a little bit even back then about his son and of course logan imes uh, from zionsville is uh, signed with them as well those two played aau together uh, growing up and through high school so uh you know just uh you know it's fun to see i watched uh, their game last night and you know felt good for him to you know really got that team rolling they look like a team in the tournament they really fit the the tournament style i think uh, pretty well you know they can ride the hot hand and and uh you know shoot the three really well that's kind of the name of the game you know once you get out of the slog of the big 10 sometimes you can you know play more that that way in the tournament that seems to work pretty well and and i think he's going to be a hot name you know i'll see if penn state can hold on to him because uh i think he's going to have some good opportunities out there absolutely kyle let's quickly talk about semi-state basketball coming up on Saturday. Going to be a fun day. Little different feel this year. Regional weekend, I felt really off because it was just a different format. It's going to take a little different uh, getting used to that, but I'm excited about semi-state. It's two games. It's what we always are used to in the regional. It's just going to take place a week later and keep more schools involved a week longer, which I think is great for our communities, especially locally. But let's start with semi-state talk at Washington because that's where Rock Creek will be at. Rock Creek is our last local team still alive. They've got a record of 11 wins and 14 losses, but they take on all comers during the regular season, and they are playing great basketball right now. What have you learned about this Rock Creek team here in the last couple weeks as they've been on this postseason run? 
Yeah, well, actually, Coach uh, Chris Brown's been there forever, and, uh, you know, they're always a team that plays a tough schedule, um, and they've got to, you know, talk to uh, uh, Lutheran's coach this week a little bit about them. You know, they've got they've got a really balanced team. I know Will Darius Wallace, I think, is their leading scorer. He's a, he's a shorter guard, a, a senior, but they also have a, a Mariel Diaper, who's a seven, nearly seven foot, I think, uh, a tall player, very skinny, but, you know, averages, you know, about 11 and a half and, and seven rebounds a game. And, uh, you know, they also have another six, seven kid who's about the same numbers and also a, uh, another kid averaging about 11. So they're super balanced. You know, their, their record, not really indicative of, uh, how good they are, uh, by any extent. So I, I really think that's going to be the Jackson Dell game. I, I, Jackson Dell does have some experience, obviously, and they're always a good tournament team. And you know, kind of have have uh, tradition wise, they've been really good, you know, over the years. But I think that's definitely a winnable game. Jackson Dell uh, might not quite be as strong as they were last year, but they beat a really good Bethesda Christian team last week that I've, I saw a couple times during the season. So yeah, I think that's a toss up game. I think really though, the probably the winner of the Luther Magody game is is probably the favorite there. Uh, and that should be a fantastic game too. So you got two really good games at the Hatchet House uh, tomorrow in the 1A. And uh, I imagine Ligoti, you know, they have to move out of the uh, <laughs> their home their home uh, arena for the first time, but they don't go very far. You know, and they'll bring the whole uh, community there. So I know Lutheran, they feel like they've got to, you know, kind of overcome that uh, going into tomorrow. But uh, that should be a fantastic game. Lutheran's very good. Ligoti's very good. Um, and then I think that Jackson Del Rock Creek game is, is also a really good game. So, you know, the, I think the winner of that Lutheran Lagoda game is probably the favorite, but uh, none of those four teams are, are, you know, not there for a reason, obviously. Absolutely. I, I think Rock Creek has a legit chance to get to the championship game, and I'm with you from that point forward. I think it would take a big effort. But with Mario Deeper and Ladarius Wallace and good guard play, I mean, this Rock Creek team is peaking at the right time. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, other semi-states, is there one that really stands out to you uh, in the South? Newcastle, Seymour, Southport, and of course Washington will host. Which of those maybe features the best matchups or the best potential matchups? Well, I mean, it's really interesting. I think the, uh, I mean, I'll be at Newcastle for the 4A, but, uh, man, you, you, the Southport, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to be particularly interesting in the early games. It could be, uh, but I think the potential of a Linton-Stockton-Brownstown Central game at Southport uh, at night is just really, really uh, super interesting. Uh, unfortunately, Linton-Stockton, you know, with the Joey Hart uh, situation, with the drunk driving arrest, that, that kind of throws a negative uh, spotlight on that. Uh, situation a little bit, but they're a very good team. I mean, they 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 had the Noah Hawkins had coached them earlier this year when when Coach Hart was uh, out for a different situation. But um, you know, so I, I you know I just you know it's a really strange situation. You know, you feel for Joey Hart, the player, you know, the the senior uh, who who goes into that game. But uh, Brownstown Linton should be you know if that's what it turns out to be a, a fantastic matchup, and then. Yeah, I think the the four games, the other one uh, over at Newcastle. You know, the Jennings County story is. I went down there this week and heard a story on Bob Kent, who passed away right before the season, and uh, his uh, uh, his son Rob, and then his grandson Carter's on the team this year as a sophomore. They were they were riding a lot of emotion and upset wins, and and they're excited about that team. And they play Brownsburg, and then uh, uh, Ben Davis and uh, Bloomington North in the other game. So. 
Yeah, I think that Brownsburg Jennings County is a really interesting game. And then, you know, can the big story is can Ben Davis, you know, finish the job? You know, they're 30 and 0 going into this week. And, you know, that's going to be, you know, a big environment. You know, Bloomington North's got a really good team. I think that matches up kind of well with Ben Davis. But, you know, I, I don't think there's anyone picking against Ben Davis at this point. And they handled Brownsburg really easily uh, earlier this season. So if that's the matchup, you know, that that's was not even a close game at all the first time around. I think it will be a lot closer, though. Brownsburg will play him differently, I think, and and uh, may have a chance uh, to, uh, you know, to, to at least play better uh, in, a, in a second opportunity. But Ben Davis doesn't have any, you know, I, I know I've told you before, they just don't have any weaknesses other than hoping they miss shots, you know, and that's uh, or getting foul trouble, you know, the, just the normal things that happen in a basketball game. But there's, not, there's nothing you look at and say, man, we'll take advantage of this. There's, there's none of that with Ben Davis. Absolutely. Kyle Nedrip, the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, let's get back to the NCAA tournament as we close out this Friday show. Our final four picks, is your final four even still alive? Because my national champion pick, Arizona, is out the door already. Oh, man, you're like my wife. She took Arizona. That's, that's a, <laughs> she's out, too. So uh, I tried to warn her back Pac-12. I thought it was kind of weak. But, no, I've, I've got uh, – I actually took Miami in the Final Four. I've got, I've, you know, Nigel Pack has, uh, you know, covered him in high school. So I always just root for the guys I covered in high school, basically, uh, including the IU and Purdue guys. So, you know, I, I can't – I don't even remember exactly. I know Miami's kind of an outlier, but I think I picked Kansas-Purdue. And uh, one other number one seed, I can't hear. Oh, Alabama. I think Alabama is just really, really good. So those are my four final four picks. Miami's probably the only uh, sort of uh, underdog out of that. But I did get uh, Furman right, so there you go. I, I got lucky on that one. Me too. Uh, Arizona fail, Furman a win. And then, Kyle, you just made a lot of IU fans cringe with your Miami pick. Uh, thank know. you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoyed the chat. Have a great weekend. Enjoy semi-state basketball. Will do. Thanks, Matt. All right. Don't forget, we'll be live at Washington tomorrow. Be on the air, I don't know, about uh, 1130 or so. Go Rock Creek. Best of wishes to uh, Chris Brown and company there at Rock Creek Academy. That's going to wrap things up for this Friday show. Back with you Monday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Matt Dennison.